and welcome to another great episode. Today at the table, we will have the host of the show. In this episode, you will find out more about the NSN band by interviewing the host of the show and find out more with a no such nonsense Q&A session. There will be nowhere to hide today and they must answer all questions. So why not grab a brew, kick back, get comfy and join us at the table for a no such nonsense Q&A. Hi, and welcome back, guys. Right, so, Niz, this must be weird for you guys, getting interviewed by me. Looks like this is going to get personal. How does this work? Well, I'm going to ask you 10 questions. And guys, you have to answer, by the way. And by the way, nothing is off limits, lol. Okay, Mr. Police Officer, I don't like to be interrogated for something I haven't done. Is it due to my colour? Ha ha. Ah, my friend. You should know by now the law, guilty until proven innocent. And don't worry, you all get your day in court and you all get to ask 10 questions of your own. So guys, are we ready? Come on, let's get started. Okay, okay, keep your hair on. So moving on quickly, so I don't annoy Niz. Lol. Okay, enough. First question. So, I've always had a sweet tooth, ever since my childhood. Until now, that has not changed. So, you say you are a picky eater. Have you always been this way? Yes, since I was a child. I think my aunt and grandma spoiled me, as I was the eldest, and probably my grandma's favourite grandchild, so I always got everything I asked for. Lol. Okay, that explains a lot. Lol. And how about you, Niz? You say you like spicy foods. Have you always enjoyed spicy foods? Or has the spice grown on you over the years? I've always liked spicy food. My mum and grandmother would always make spicy dishes, and so my tolerance has increased. I was never too picky, and would always try the dish my grandmother or mother would make. I even have chilli sauce with my fries. I stick to tomato ketchup for chips, but fries are nice with spicy sauce. Yeah, ketchup all the way. Right, guys. I can't cook to save my life. Not unless you count egg on toast as a cooked meal, lol. How about you guys? Can any of you cook? If you count making a cup of tea, adding anything frozen into an oven and in a microwave, then yes, lol. The only time I've ever used a stove is when I have to feed my kids when my wife is ill. And most of the time, it's a simple meal like boiling some noodles and frying an egg. Yeah, I used to cook, but not any longer. I'm not allowed near the cooker as I'm accused of making too much of a mess. But I always clean up after myself, so I think it must be jealousy really. I'm trying to get my son into cooking. I think it's really important to have that independence. Today, we've made king prawn skewers, tuna mayo sweet corn toasties, halloumi burgers, salmon with Mediterranean veg and roast potatoes, chili chicken burger with bonnet chilies, and we've done some fun stuff like cupcakes, chocolate cake with apricot jam, Victoria sponge and the classical chocolate cornflake cupcakes. Mmm, cornflake cupcakes. I've not had them since I was a child, lol. Right, next question. If you were to write a book, what would it be about and why? 
Maybe something about computer games, technology, life and religion. I could possibly write a book about the greatest console ever, which is the Sega Mega Drive. And for you Yanks listeners, it's known as the Sega Genesis. The reason would be, I've always had an interest in computer games as a child. That's me done. Niz, what would your book be? I don't think I could. I would probably just ramble on about loads of different topics. Stuff like religion, education, politics, space, anything that came to mind. Keeping focused is a problem of mine these days. Okay, interesting. Speaking of problems, tell me something that you found more challenging than you expected in life. It could be to do with podcasting or even something else. Dealing with the death of a loved one. My mother passed away when I was seven after she suffered a long illness. Even now, I sometimes still remember my mother. We all should remember our lives comes with many challenging experiences and strive to be the best we can be. So true. Niz, same question to you. For me, finding a career that I would be personally comfortable in, a career I would be happy in rather than financially comfortable in. This brings to mind a short video I saw from a documentary, and it was a video of Steve Jobs saying, don't settle. Meaning, if you haven't found it yet, keep going. Great. Okay, next question. Any concerns that you have right now, it could be in your personal or professional life. It could even be about the world in general. Bringing up my children in an ethical manner. Hoping they grow up to be morally conscious and with a good understanding of Islam. It's so easy to put kids in front of a screen nowadays and let the television raise the children for you. I hear you. Niz, same question. I'd say the world in general and the direction it is going in. Too much wealth is being accumulated by 1% of the world population and everyone else is just about getting by. Regardless of religion, nationality, race, colour or sex, we are human beings first and we should be looking out for each other. That's deep, man. Right, next question. So I come from a very large family, mashallah. So I have learned to deal with many different personalities. Tell me something you have learned from your families. One key factor, you can't choose a family. What I've learned is that you must accept everyone as they are. Take the good with their faults and help they learn from their mistakes so we can all become better people. You're right, Sol. You can't choose the family you're born into and it is difficult when they are on a different wavelength to yourself. Now, I have learned life skills because of my family. During my teenage years, I learned to iron my clothes, make my own breakfast, clean the house, do the shopping, and this made me an independent person. Well, independence is always a great life skill to have. So next question. What do you aim to achieve with this podcast? New experience in this field. Learn some new skills and hopefully enjoy the journey with a couple of friends. And obviously money too. Best obviously. Lol. And Niz, same question. I think I want job satisfaction or to be content in my working life. Maybe this doesn't have to be a job, but instead a hobby. I used to find my job rewarding, but I now find it difficult to motivate myself. And I want something where I have more control over what I do. Yeah, well, one thing we have no control over is time. Which brings me on to my next question. If you could go back in time, what is the one thing you would tell your younger self? As long as I have my own DeLorean, I would tell myself, 
Why so serious? When I was young, I took life too seriously. I was very hard on myself and had to achieve perfection. Now I just take each day as it comes. Great advice. Niz, same question to you. I think I would tell my younger self to stick to your beliefs and stand your ground. I found that I've sacrificed a lot during my lifetime and it wasn't even to my benefit, but instead it was to keep the family honour for other backward thinking people and to maintain their cultural beliefs. True saying is, if you ain't happy, then what's the point? And who cares what other people think? Some great advice there. Speaking of advice, what advice would you give to someone pursuing a path into podcasting? Research, research and more research. Spend time into what you want to do. Make sure you are fully committed and most of all, enjoy it as you don't want to regret it afterwards. So, I think you're right. Research and time. This is important and it is the basis for everything you do. Take the time to pick the right topic and create an episode so that you get a feel for the work involved. If you're excited and enjoyed the work, then pursue it as if it was a hobby. One thing I have read lately is you can read about different careers, but you have to take the first step that then leads to the second and allow it to snowball. Great. Now tell the listeners one fun fact about yourself that they might and even we might not know about you. If dad jokes count, then I'm a comedian. As my children think, I'm funny, but not my wife. Okay then, tell me a dad joke. Let me research some for you then. No, that's not fair. That's cheating. Okay, here's one for you. Talking about numbers, you know what the mathematician said to the person who invented the number zero? No. What did they say? Thanks for nothing. Lol. <laughs> okay, Niz. A fun fact about yourself. No word of a lie. There is no fun fact about me. <laughs> My kids will be able to confirm that. Actually, speaking of kids, did you not just mention that you baked a cupcake with the kids? Surely that's fun. Okay. Yeah, if you class that as fun, then yeah. See? We even managed to find one fun fact about Niz. Right, that's me done. Time to pass the baton on to Sol. Why pass this on to me? I don't want your germs. I'll just leave it here on the table. Hand sanitizer. Well, as you ask 10 questions, I'll stick with that format to be consistent for this Q&A. Well, here we go. My first question, what made you choose to chase a career in podcast? Well, I got sick of the 9 to 5 grind and after working for the corporate world for the majority of my life, I was looking for something else. And after a bit of trial and error, and after speaking with you guys, this just seemed to be the right fit. And after a lot of hard work, here we are guys on our very own podcast. I want to do something that I would like or enjoy rather than work for someone else and always be under the thumb. I know that my hard work is actually making someone else rich, but I'm receiving just enough to stick around. The gig economy is flourishing, even though you have to work long hours. I think people like it because they are their own boss. So true. Who wouldn't like to be their own boss? On to my next question. If you hadn't pursued a career in podcasts, what other option would you choose and why? 
Well, I want to be self-managed, so I would continue to search for a business idea or do something in the gig economy. I've done deliveries. The hours were long, but I was able to choose when I wanted to work and where I wanted to work. I don't even mind earning less. If I could earn enough to pay the bills and some social activities, but I was happy, then I would switch. Yeah, well, similar to Niz, I would have done something where I could be my own boss, even if I was just a delivery driver. But rather than work for a company, I'd rather be self-employed, where I could pick and choose my own hours. But being the creative person that I am, I'm sure I would soon get bored of that. So I would probably be running my own business, no matter how big or small, as long as I could get my creative juices flowing, I'm good with that. That's good to hear. Back to our questions regarding podcasts. If you had to create another podcast show, what would it be and why? Interesting. I think I would want it to be a general talk show, taking questions and discussing world affairs. I'm not just talking about news, but life in general as well. So things like, which direction is life heading in? Was our generation's time really the best? Do we think life will be easier for the next generation? Stuff like that. Possibly even discuss people's lives as biographies are a big seller. What about you, Dims? Well, for me, it would have to be something to do with self-improvement so I could learn how to live the best version of my life and also help other people do the same so it could be something that future generations could benefit from. Nice. Talking about the future, how do you personally see the future of podcast? I've only ever listened to one audiobook before and never to any podcast. This is my first look at podcasting and I'm amazed at how big it is. The number of podcasts available, the market and the supporting infrastructure, such as hosting platforms, editing software, recording software, broadcasting platforms, and much more. From what I've seen, I think it's still got another five years of growth in it, if not more. Yeah, like I told both you guys when we decided to get serious about podcasting, that this industry is growing at a staggering rate. Let me explain. So back in 2012, there were only 12,000 podcasts. And in 2015, there were 28,000 podcasts. And by 2021, and that's from April this year, a jaw-dropping 200,000 podcasts. That's a staggering 150% increase, and it continues to grow. So with that, I see the NSN company growing and expanding with this market. That's very interesting. I think we should take notes. My issue is that personally, I don't like listening to myself. Do you feel uncomfortable listening to yourself in a podcast or not? Yeah, I do feel uncomfortable. I've never liked listening to myself. It's surreal. I actually don't recognize myself and I always cringe when I hear a recording of my own voice. It's similar to nails across a chalkboard. <sighs> yeah, I think most people don't like the sound of their own voice. I'm the same. When I hear myself recorded, I'm like, who's that guy? Make him stop. Turn him off. Cringe. But you soon get used to it. Talking about cringe, my question this time around is what are the advantages and disadvantages of being in a relationship, and vice versa. Advantages and disadvantages of being single. And if you had a choice, would you change from being single to being in a relationship, and vice versa, being in a relationship to being single? I'm going to shoot myself in the foot here, but I really can't think of any disadvantages of being single. I think you just shot yourself in the foot. 
I would describe myself as an introvert and so I could live on Mars. What about Martians then? Okay, I'm going to have to find another planet. I'm more than happy to help people and have friends, but to be in a relationship is too much work if you're with the wrong person. To be honest, this question is more for our single person. What are your thoughts on this, Dims? Well, since you asked, here it is. As you guys know, I'm single at the moment. So I can say there is disadvantages of being single. You do sometimes miss that companionship and courtship. And I agree with Niz, it has to be with the right person. But other than that, I have been in relationships in the past. And I can honestly say there are way more disadvantages of being in a relationship. Most of my friends that are married are miserable. And I don't blame them. I've been there, so I understand. And before all you sad married start getting on social media and giving me hate, I said most. And before the Me Too movement try and get me, I said friends. Meaning, it works both ways. I mean, I know plenty of women that can't stand their husbands and maybe they have got kids with them, so they're stuck with their sorry asses. So yeah, it works both ways. But if you're lucky and you get that sparking connection with your partner, then it's great. If not, then you just have to make do. But getting back to Saul's question, I already told him the disadvantages of being single. If I had to tell him the advantages of being single, this show would need to go on for a few days, lol. And similarly, the advantages of being in a relationship or marriage, other than courtship and companionship, I can't see many more. And the disadvantages? How many days do you have? Lol. Okay, okay. Let's take it back to being lighthearted. What are your interests and have they changed over time? Well, in my teen years, I was heavily into sports. Football, basketball, tennis, all kinds of sports. But over the years, I've lost interest in most of them. In fact, now I only follow boxing. And I've also picked up UFC, which is also known as cage fighting. Aside from that, I read a lot more than I ever did in my teenage days, even though I was forced to do so for school, college and university. I guess the big difference is that now I get to read books that I actually enjoy, so it makes it a more fun experience rather than a chore. Same here, Dims. When I was young, it was sports. Cricket was my first sport. I was the wicketkeeper and the opening batsman for my primary school team. I then started playing football. I would play this in the evenings and also at weekends. I didn't play it competitively, like in a team, but just with friends, the good old 15 aside. I also used to love swimming. I won the 100 metre and 800 metre in my secondary school sports day. I do still play football now and again, but not as much as I would want to. I've also taken up hiking or rambling, as you might say, and I do love it. Getting out amongst nature and up high, it's really beautiful and relaxing. I also used to like computers in my teenage years. Me and my brother used to build our own PCs and we used to make them for family and friends. I also used to like consoles. We used to have an Atari-style console that had 200 games on it. We then bought a Super Nintendo. We also had a Sega Master System 2 and finally a PlayStation 2. I don't have any consoles at the moment and only have an old PC, so I've really lost touch with PCs and consoles. One thing I do remember about those days is LimeWire for peer-to-peer file sharing. You used to be able to get almost anything, films, games, PC software, music and much more. I do miss my teenage years. Who doesn't miss their youth days? 
Well, I see Niz, you like the great outdoors. My next question would be, if you had a choice to live anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? Anywhere in the world, you say? Okay. So I'm going to assume there are no rules as choice to live anywhere would mean it would have everything I would ever need. If that was the case, then I'd go for a valley near the sea. I'd have to say New Zealand fits the bill. They have valleys by the sea. As a backup, I would say Australia and then Canada. It would have to be a country with rule of law where people have basic human rights. Western nations are multicultural and people are tolerant, but you see so much hate crime, unconscious bias. I admit that I'm guilty of this as well, but I do always try to change my thinking. I think everyone suffers from stereotyping due to our upbringing and media. If none of the above was available, I'd go to Antarctica. Boring old me. Cool. Same questions and rules apply to you, Dims. Well, I have heard good things about New Zealand. I especially like their president. I think she's doing a fantastic job in how she's running the country. I think a lot of other presidents can take a leaf out of her book. I have also heard good things about Canada, but I believe there is no utopia on this planet and every country has their own problems. So like Sol once said to me, there's no place like home. Although, I think Dorothy said it way before Sol did, lol. Did I? I think you're dreaming, just like Dorothy. I think it's your memory, Sol. Nah. Old age. You're dreaming, bro. Well, I'll get to my next question. Money is what makes the world go round. But if you had to choose from money or happiness, what would it be and why? I would say happiness. I think we chase money so we can be happy. So if I can get to happiness without having to chase money, I'd go for that option. Same question to you, Niz. Okay. I'm not sure what the rules are for this one, but I assume they're limitless. If so, then I would say money. It is a difficult one because when you are young, you are naive and you would waste that money. That's what adverts and influences are for. They promote a product as if it is something you can't live without. And when you're young, you are impressionable and gullible. As you grow, you learn that the majority of things we buy are wasteful and useless. I'm not financially independent and I've learned to become somewhat financially savvy. I search around for deals and use cashback sites. I also shop around to make sure I'm getting the best deal. Did you know that businesses like Google use psychologists to work out how the human psyche works so that they can design adverts and sites to direct users to buying their goods? You should watch a really good show I've seen. It's called The Social Dilemma and it's available on Netflix. Okay, I've gone off topic a bit. But my point is, I would ask for money over happiness because I think I would spend it for good in my neighbourhood, which would in turn, I hope, bring happiness. Or am I being naive? Each to their own, I suppose. On to my last question. What is the meaning of life? Quite profound. Okay, uh, meaning of life. Well, I think it's to grow and improve. If you're the exact same person that you were 20 years ago, and your mindset is exactly the same, then you haven't grown and you haven't improved. Forget 20 years ago, you should have improved from 20 days ago, and I think you should consistently strive to better yourself so you can improve yourself and help others in their lives too. Well, for me, it would be to live and work together in harmony, 
If you look at nature, there are so many examples of how humans could actually live within its means on this planet. I think I mentioned in one of the episodes that humans are part of the food chain and here for a purpose. We are here as a way of population control of the species. Unfortunately, there are too many people who think they are here by divine right and everything around them was provided as God's gift. I like the idea of the circle of life. You are born from the nutrients of this planet and you are returned to it. Do you know that there is something called the sky burial? No, never heard of it. Sorry, I've never heard of it too. Please explain. It's part of a Tibetan Buddhism and it involves dismembering the deceased's body and feeding it to the vultures. This is the full circle of life. And that's the end of my questions here. As per death, a new birth needs to occur. Like a rising phoenix, I'll pass this on to my colleague. Niz, take it away. Thank you, Sol. My turn to quiz the team. So I'll get straight into it. We've spoken about food. Can you tell me your favourite starter, main and dessert? Kebabs, for starters. Can eat these anytime. Can also eat them as main for me. But I'd say they are good for starters. Dipping them in sauce, mmm, lovely. Making me hungry just thinking about it. As for the main dish, I'd say any sort of sandwich. As that was my main meal when I was young. Stick anything between two pieces of bread and I'll happily chomp it down. And finally, for dessert, I'd say a fruit flan. Not all of it, just a slice, as I need to look after my sugar intake. Ha ha. I like the sound of that fruit flan. I'll have to get the recipe from you. Dims, what about you? Mm, okay, so small sister start. Main would probably be jenny, which is chickpeas with garlic naan. And desserts, bring it on. I have a sweet tooth, so there's way too many to list along. Okay, that's the food. What about drinks? Dims, you mentioned you're addicted to tea. Which type of tea? English tea or chai? Or is it green tea? And why? Why is it better than the others? I would say chai, also known as desi tea, which is brewed in a pan. I don't like green tea, even though it's supposed to be good for you. I'm not sure why I like tea so much. I think it's more a habit now or should I say an addiction at this point, lol. Which I'll explain more in detail in one of my episodes called Addicted to Tea. Make sure you guys check that one out. It's really informative. One of my best episodes so far, if I do say so myself. Yeah, I think because I've drank tea as a child, it's just something that stuck with me over the years. Oh, I remember this, ET. Remember making it with loose tea leaves and a pan? The worst bit was cleaning. Oh yeah, I agree, that is definitely the worst bit. Yeah. Oh, and your episode as well. That was a good one. I highly recommend it. So, you mentioned you have to watch your sugar intake. How do you manage that? I tend to look at the packet or wrapper and see what the gram of sugar it has. The other thing would be avoid anything sweet. I know it's hard, but when you've been dealing with reduced sugar for a long time, it gets easier. It's difficult in the beginning, but my best advice would be take baby steps is the best approach. Anyway, I still like a bit of treat now and then. So that must take planning and learning and brings me nicely on to the next question. Where do you see yourself in five years? Well, if God gives me life, I see myself succeeding in several different businesses. I've already failed in several, so I'm sure my luck will change. Plus, I've learned from my mistakes. I also see myself being more well-traveled. There are still a few spots I want to hit before I check out. To me, it's too far ahead. From now onwards, I take each day as it comes. 
if I had to plan, it would be that I become a good example and a role model for my children. So I could then reflect back and see if I had achieved what I had set out to be. Thinking about self-improvement and the future, do you think education is important? Mm, no, not in terms of academic education. I don't think it's that important unless it's required for your chosen profession. For example, a doctor, a lawyer, etc. Other than that, I don't think it's terribly important. However, self-education, I believe, is extremely important. Whether that be religious studies, scientific studies, health and well-being, anything that will improve your life and the life of those around you has to be important. I think you're right, Dims. I think of schools as child daycare centres, so parents can go to work and pay taxes. You no longer have a family. Parents don't really get the chance to support their child. What are your thoughts, Sol? Partly, as you can't teach every aspect of life in a classroom, some aspects can be taught in class, such as maths, English and science, but the majority you need to be taught through one's environment, one's company and one's life and other factors. Nice. I recommend a song I heard once. It's called Don't Stay in School. I'll leave you at that. Next question. Do you have a bucket list? And if you do, what are some of the items on it? No, not really. Just a few places I like to visit. That's about it. I'd like to say uh, visit Japan. My parents' birth country too, such as Kenya and Burma. Yeah, I can relate. I would like to travel as well. Dims? No, not a bucket list per se. I have goals that I would like to hit, like get married, have kids, run my own business, the usual. Then I have a few more unique ones, like visiting Mecca, visiting Alexa Mosque, probably travel more in general. Although COVID has shut the world down recently, it is slowly starting to open back up. Regarding COVID, everyone was locked in and it gave people a chance to read more. What was the last thing you read? I wouldn't call myself a reader. The last book was The Kalam Cosmological Arguments by Muhammad Ijab and I haven't even finished it yet. Thanks, Sol. I hope you get around to the end of that book soon. Dims, what about you? You Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. That book is lit. This guy totally turned his life around. He went from nothing to a badass Navy SEAL and he's a black guy so he's a minority and you know he had the odds stacked against him but he defied all odds almost like a Rocky story I'm sure they'll make a movie out of it one day. The next question is for you Dims what's your favourite memory? Well I mean there's a lot but off the top of my head one that does stand out is when I passed my driving test because before that, I was a rebel child. I used to sneak out of my dad's car when everyone was asleep or when they were out. I would sneak in to the key drawer and just drive away with the car. Yeah, I was a dumb kid. And as you can imagine, I got into a lot of trouble. So I think my parents were relieved once I passed because now I had a valid license and insurance. I passed on my second test. To be honest, I already knew how to drive. But it was just a matter of driving how the officials wanted me to drive. You know, with the whole... Steering wheel, 10 o'clock, 2 o'clock position, if I remember correctly. I mean, it was a long time ago. Yeah, I remember that. 10 to 2, they used to call it. Moving on to the next question, and credits to my son for this one. If a genie granted you three wishes, what would you wish for? Standard rules apply. Can't resurrect the dead. No extra wishes. Can't enforce love. Can't kill anyone. So, only three wishes? 
you're limiting my options here. But if, if I had to choose my first wish, it would be to end world hunger. The world produces enough food to feed the world population. The amount of waste we have here in the West produces a lot. It's horrifying. My second wish would be to educate the mass so they wouldn't be so easily influenced by the media and their agenda. And lastly, I would wish for all humanity to receive some form of healthcare like the NHS. That's a very honourable soul. Dims, what about you? Hmm. Three wishes. As corny as it may sound, wish one would be world peace. Because there's a lot of people suffering around the world, especially in the Middle East. And just because we don't see it, doesn't mean it's not going on on a daily basis. So yes, world peace would be one. And I'm not just saying that to sound good, but it's a very real issue for a lot of people that are going through a daily hell. Second wish. Hmm. Yeah, I think it would be good health for all the people that are suffering with ill health because health is real wealth. And third wish, you said you can't kill anyone, right? Yeah, that's right. So I wouldn't kill one person, but I would get rid of all the annoying, disloyal, stupid people of the world as loyalty is very important to me. I have no time and zero tolerance for traitors. And I can't stand bigots. So basically, get rid of all the disloyal bigots, lol. I would put all these idiots in a massive spaceship and just launch them far into outer space. Five, the further away from me, two, the better. Three, two, one, zero. I was going to use the last wish to say become a millionaire or a billionaire, but these three wishes, they're priceless. So, I think I'll stick with him. Again, very honourable, James. I think I would go for eternal wealth, eternal health, and eternal power. But that is only because I would share it with the world. Moving on, last and final question. Do you believe we are alone in the universe? The answer to that question will be no, as the universe is vast. And to say we are alone is an understatement. There is still plenty of life we don't know very well included here on Earth. I agree, Sol. It would be naive to think we are the only planet with life. Dims, what do you think? God knows best, but just mathematically speaking, I would have to say yes, there is more life out there in this vast universe. Now, intelligent life, and more intelligent than us, I think that's where it gets tricky. I mean, who knows, man? There could be. And for those religious folk out there that disagree, God didn't say there is or there isn't. Even in the scriptures, God only mentions things that are relevant to us. For example, dinosaurs, they're not mentioned. Though science proves that they existed, but the good Lord doesn't mention it. Because in a way, it's irrelevant to us. I mean, it's estimated it was 65 million years ago. But as humans, by our very nature, we are just very curious. Just like with aliens, let's just say there is a species out there and they are far more advanced and intelligent than us. But they're like a gazillion light years away from us. So we're never ever going to see or hear from them anyway. But we're still curious. And I guess that's just human nature. It's good to see we are on the same page. Thanks for indulging me. I hope that was enjoyable and interesting. That's all the questions I have for you. I hope we've enlightened you, the listeners and provided a bit more of an insight into our lives. If you, the listeners, 
have any questions for us, why not connect with us on social and we may have to do this again. Thank you for joining us at the table and see you next time. Yeah, thanks, guys. I really enjoyed this one. See you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for having me on. It was a pleasure. Hope to see you guys next time. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. Why not connect with us on social media and share your experience? You can also contact us by email on podcast.nosuchnonsense.com. To find out more about us, visit our website, nosuchnonsense.com. Join us at the table next week for another great episode. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.